Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sprint Car World is full of great people. Matter of fact, I think I started last week's podcast with Brad Doty with the same <laughs> phrase. I may very well have, and we're going to talk to another great person here today on the podcast, Tim Clawson. I know, he's one of those midget guys. He loves those <laughs> midget cars. Well, now he's a wing sprint car owner as well, and we're going to hang out and talk a little bit with Tim Clawson on a whole bunch of things. It's like when you when you get ready to talk to Tim Clawson, it's like, I don't know that you need notes because you just can go in so many different directions, and you never know what you're going to get. So it is cool. And there's nobody better on the planet to talk to Tim Clawson with than my co-host here, Allison McKinney. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. Yeah, Aaron is out uh, doing SRX. You're out doing SRX next, right after this. You're... Uh, Ashley is doing, I mean, everyone is all over the map. Yep. You absolutely. Know? And, um, so we keep meeting each other at different racetracks. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It really is. So it is good. Tim Clawson. When did you first meet him? Um, I actually knew Brian before I knew Tim. Okay. Yep. And, um, I mean, obviously I followed Brian's career sure. on the USAC side of things. And as he was coming up and then, um, when I was here, my very first job in, on the NASCAR side of things after college was at Ganassi racing. And oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they had the, they kind of used the, um, that, that nationwide Xfinity Bush program, whatever you right. want to call it. They used that program as like a driver development. Um, and so the first few drivers, it was, Reed Sorensen, um, Kevin Hamlin, um, and then it ended up, then Brian came in, and then Dario, and I mean, just to think about some of those guys from that time, Brian Patty was the crew chief at one point, so, um, but, uh, but I got to know Brian a little bit then, and then that's right around the time that he decided that he really wanted to go back to Indiana and focus on open wheel again, and, um, my husband was at Roush Racing, he came home one day and he said, um, Ford and Jack just hired this kid, and they want to know if I want to be his ARCA crew chief. His name's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. Or Ricky Stenhouse, actually, and, and so, is what Ryan said. And I said, actually, his name's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yeah, he said, how do you know that? And I said, because my dad raced with his dad a little yeah. bit at West Memphis. And there's only so, one Rick. There's only one Rick. Oh, senior. yeah, big yeah. Rick. Big yep. Rick, yeah. So, um, but Ricky actually lived in Brian's um, house. Brian still had a house here, and so um, that's where Ricky lived. But pretty much everybody was gone that Ricky knew, so he ended up spending a lot of time with us. and. When I actually really met Tim was my cousin Richard Marshall called me um, and said, I Chili Bowl's always been one of my favorite events. Yeah. He said, um, I want to take my wife Jennifer to her first Chili Bowl, and we want to have a dog in the fight. And he said, there's somebody that we can sponsor, somebody that you know of that needs some extra help. 
And I said, well, Ricky has a ride with the Clausens that, you know, they're going to run it regardless, yeah. but I'm sure they can use some extra help. Sure. And so I, I put Richard and Ricky together. They had, they had met a couple times yeah. at the racetrack um, through me, but I put them together. It turned into Richard and um, Tim talking. And um, that first Chili Bowl, they just all clicked. Um, yeah. Richard and and. Brian really clicked, and um, that was the beginnings Beginning of, of what we both Claus and Marshall racing, but it also led to Stenhouse Junior Marshall racing on the World of Outlaws side. So wow. Tim and Richard call me ground zero at times. That's so neat. on good nights, it's really good. <laughs> oh, on good nights, yeah, yeah, there we go. But boy, on bad nights, what when have you done to us? When they both win, on, yeah. you know, when the USAC team and the uh, outlaw cool? team wins on the same night. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that is neat stuff. Tim Clausen, a really great guy. So that, he is who we're going to talk to here today on Wing Nation, presented by Drydeen, DRF Racing mm-hmm. Oils. We're in the Hercules Star Studios. She is Alice McKinney. I'm Steve Post, and uh, we'll look forward to that. Before we get to that, though, want to look back to last Friday night, the Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions State Line Speedway up in New York State. Zeb Wise, Hunter Schoenberg mixing it up here. Here's our friend Blake Anderson with the call on Flow Racing. And now for the Drydeen Deft-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Sternberg closed the gap quickly, but Wise got on the hammer and pulled back away. Deb Wise trying to get through the lap traffic, and there's Hunter Sternberg to the lead. Sternberg threads the needle. Hunter Sternberg to the top spot. That Deft-Defying Move was brought to you by Drydeen Diesel All Deft, the official Deft of the World of Outlaws and Wheelmen Everywhere. Visit Drydean.com for more information. For decades, Drydean Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Drydean offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Drydean.com. Drydean, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Wing Nation, presented by Dry Dean by DRF Racing Oils, continue on. We're in the Hercules Tire Studios. We're going to the Sage Fruit Outline, where joining us is Tim Clawson. Hello, Tim. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, glad to be here, guys. Well, it is great to chat with you. And when I knew Allison was going to be my co-host, I said, well, this would be even better because <laughs> we have one person that certainly knows the other person well. But, um, Tim, I almost I almost hate to ask this question um, because you've got so many things going on. What are you working on here today? <laughs> well, I'm actually, uh, when we get done here, I'm going to head over to Attica and uh, hope uh, we dodge the rain for the uh, for the Brad Doty Classic and uh, – uh, then from there, head on over to Eldora for uh, not one, but two Kings Royals. There you go. Sounds like a good time. Uh, yep. We, yep. We we record this show on Tuesdays, and it's really, really neat. And it should be a fun weekend, that's for sure. Owning Sunshine's Wing Sprint Car, what has that been like for you? Um, you know, it, it, it's been really, really cool. Um, you know, my my roots really from, from the driving side of it uh, was wing, wing Sprint Car Racing, in uh, in California, and uh, so 
you know, when we moved back here uh, in the late 90s, you know, of course, USAC, you know, was, was um, is king here in Indiana. So, you know, Brian and I kind of went that, uh, the non-wing route. And, uh, you know, later in his career, he, he uh, decided to take on the wing challenge. So when we decided to do this with Sunshine, it, it kind of brought, you know, brought me back a little bit to, to my days of driving. And, uh, um, and then just to watch his progress and, and kind of going through the learning process again. And, uh, and then, you, you know, really, I got to live that with him, you know, twice through his non-wing stuff, through his midget stuff. Um, and, and now to watch him as a professional tackle the non-wing side, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really rewarding to, to watch that. Well, and to the, the thing that I think is so impressive with what you've done is your ability to put people together, to find that chemistry. And, um, and you've put together a really special team with those guys, um, with Jake and, um, and Luke and Balin. And, um, and so I think it's been kind of cool to see you shift to, um, you know, you're obviously still focused on the USAC stuff um, and that program. And um, and you're so hands on, but to but to see you kind of step back and do other things and kind of do some of those big picture things, um, I I'm very curious as to what the next thing you're going to come up with for all of us to do because you you come up with these great big ideas and then um and then you know you exceed expectations they happen quickly and then you got to come up with new ideas so um so do you have any new ideas for us that uh that you want that you want to share. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it, 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 it is nice. You know, I've been very fortunate to, uh, um, you know, to be surrounded, you know, by great people. And, uh, you, you know, Richard and Jennifer and, and my wife, Diana, you know, we're, we're all kind of partners in the whole class of martial racing. And, uh, um, you, you know, that's probably one thing that, that uh, Richard's always encouraged me to, to do is, you know, to always kind of think, think big and, and that. And, uh, you know, but like with Jake and, and Luke and, uh, and Balin, um, you know, what those guys are doing, you know, they're not an experienced, you know, not one of them have experience running wing cars. And, uh, but, but with that, they're racers and, uh, you know, and I, and I, and I felt that with, with sunshine and, um, and then, you know, when Jake come on board that we had two guys that, you know, were going to work you know, super hard, uh, to make, to make each other successful. Um, and then with that comes the team and, um, you know, and Luke and Balin, you know, they support that so good. And, you know, Balin's a, a, a kid who, uh, who uh, wrote me two years ago wanting to just come uh, job shadow uh, for a school project. And, uh, and we haven't been able to get rid of him. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm very thankful for that because he's, he's going to be a kid that uh, in the sport is, is going to make a lot of noise. And, uh, but, you know, with, with having good people, it's, it's, you know, it has allowed me to kind of, to do things that I, that I normally wouldn't do, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with being able to, to do that day with Jeff at IMS. And, uh, you know, that's something, you know, probably two years ago, I wouldn't even try to tackle. Um, but the guys that we have in the shop to support everything allows me to kind of go do those things. Um, obviously getting to do the SRX deal with, uh, with Ray and Ryan and, and that group, again, that would have been something that, while I would have been honored and humbled to have been invited to do it, I just probably wouldn't have, um, knowing that I might be letting down, you know, be it, uh, you know, one team or the other. And uh, but having these great guys that that uh, that support and surround and 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 are truly, you know, a hundred percent invested like we all are, uh, makes it uh, makes it easy to kind of go do some of that stuff. But you know, I think long term, you know, some of it is is really good for 
you know, the sport as a whole. Um, I know it's good for, for our company and, and our brand. And, uh, um, you know, so we, we, we actually are kind of working on a couple little things here that, uh, that if they come to fruition could be pretty exciting uh, in, for the near future. How did the Jeff Gordon day at IMS all come together, and <laughs> what was that like? Um, so you'll go back a few years, um, when Brian and I had our chili bowl team where we would, you know, we'd run two or three cars. Um, we, we each always kind of joked with each other. We had one get right. Like if, and for Brian, it was always Donnie shots. You know, if, if Donnie shots ever wants to run chili bowl, um, I want it to be for us. And, and jokingly, you know, maybe not so jokingly. And I always said, well, Jeff Gordon's my, would be my get. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, Brian would fire himself for Donnie, and and I'd fire Brian for for Jeff, and uh, <laughs> uh, and we both, and we'd all be okay with it, I think. And uh, so, you know, several years ago, I I had asked Jeff if he'd be interested in running Chili Bowl, and and uh, you know, he had always kind of had a reason why he wouldn't, and uh, then he started coming to Chili Bowl, and and so you know, the conversation was, well, you're here, and uh, why not? And uh, but finally, uh, last year at Chili Bowl, he said something to me that kind of struck, and. And he said, you know, Tim, it, 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 he goes, I would love to, to drive a midget again. I'd love to get back in one. Um, but he goes, I don't necessarily want to race one. I don't, you know, it's been 30 years. And uh, so when we were looking for a way to, to promote the BC39, um, you know, the whole, the whole dirt track at IMS started with a kind of a fun day for Tony Stewart with, with some of his peers. And uh, Doug uh, went and carved out a track. And, uh, and, and we just went out and – and really kind of had a play day um, in this, you know, this dirt area of turn three at IMS. And, and I mean, to this day, it was probably one of the most incredible days I had at a racetrack because it was a bunch of racers getting in cars, doing truly what they just loved to do, and that was drive cars as fast as they could with what they had to deal with. So when we started talking about what we could do for this year um, to, to promote the BC39 uh, through local media and stuff, um, you know, I kind of had this idea of, you, you know, what if we could, you know, what if we could get Jeff to, to you know, to come back and, and get in a midget. And uh, and then, of course, that parlayed into one to honor what him and Raleigh did, um, you know, back in the 90s and winning the championship in Belleville and, and all that stuff. And so I reached out to Raleigh to, to, to make sure he would be okay with this. And then, you know, of course, that turned into Raleigh. You know, he still has that car. And, and, uh, you, know, you know, can I bring it out and we'll just make a day of it. And so, so we were able to do that. And Jeff, or Jeff was so gracious with, uh, with his time. And, uh, um, and honestly, you know, as, as we kind of did it, 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 it kind of took both of us back to when we were kids, you know, at, at, at the quarter midget track in Rio Linda. And, uh, I, you know, we walked in the trailer one time and he kind of put his arm around me and goes, Tim, he goes, I, I feel like I'm 10 years old again. And, uh, <laughs> And, and, and I felt the same way, you know, it was, uh, it was surreal. Um, everybody was so relaxed and, and just, you know, we just, it, we told a lot of stories about the old days and, and Raleigh shared so much of what him and Jeff uh, shared together uh, as Jeff was making his way that uh, honestly, uh, you know, if I were to, to list, you know, all the special moments I've had in the sport, that one would, uh, would rank right up there. So, and then you got in one, too, and so did Doug Bowles. Did, did y'all get out there on the track together? No, we, we, we kept it separated. So we did Jeff's car um, to, uh, to honor, you know, the car that yeah. he ran uh, with Raleigh in the 90s. And then we also brought out 
um, one of the driven to save lives cars, and that's that's the cars that that's the car that uh, Doug and I got into. So uh, Doug went out first, and I don't really think he got a true fair shake at it because we we swapped water truck drivers, and uh, our second water truck driver was a little more aggressive with the water. Huh. Um, I think he'd been listening to Jeff saying, I want it wet. I want it wet. Um, and so when Doug went out, you know, he, his, his track was pretty greasy and slimy and, uh, and he worked it in. And then, um, you know, something that Brian and I used to do when we'd go test, um, some of the young kids that we would, you know, bring up and, uh, um, or, or even like when we went and tested Donnie and, and Zeb Wise and those guys, um, you know, Brian always thought it was important that I go make the last run of the day. And, and part of it, he was always trying to talk me into running Chili Bowl. Um, but he but he was also like, hey, you know, when you get in it, these kids understand that you do, you know, know, know what you're doing behind the wheel a little bit. So uh, so I hadn't been in one for quite a while. Um, but uh, really what I wanted to do more than anything is uh, I had a pair of gloves that uh, that Brian had worn <clears throat> uh, the day that we uh, that we did that that event five years ago that kind of started this whole thing. So it became pretty important to me that if I was going to do this, that uh, that those gloves uh, make laps on what, you know, mm-hmm. what many would say he inspired. And so we got to do that. And then after we were all said and done, I got to give those gloves to Doug because uh, I know that's where Brian would want him to go. And uh, so it just it just made for a perfect ending to a to a perfect day. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I had not I, I'd heard probably the rest of it or details of the rest of it, not not to the length, but the glove thing I hadn't heard. That is absolutely amazing. Tim, one of the things Alice and I spent some time on our on our on our podcast uh, talking about earlier this week, uh, we were talking about the connection between the big time racing world and the <laughs> dirt track racing world. And when I hear you talking about Doug and Indianapolis Motor Speedway and knowing the BC 39 is coming on. It is really neat to have such a passionate racer at the helm of the most historic big track on the planet. That has got to be a really, really neat connection to help you guys really market, promote, and just pull off what's going to be a great event coming up again uh, with the BC39. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, without without Doug there, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen. Um, uh, without Doug being there after we ran the first one, I'm not convinced that it that it continues <laughs> on. You know, Doug is a uh, and Doug's a fan of not just um, the dirt track at IMS or the BC39. I mean, he is a true fan of short track um, racing. You know, and and it, and it really really of all racing, but uh, you know, we get to see it a lot in Indiana because he'll come to the the Putnamvilles, the Bloomingtons, the Kokomos. Um, and, and, you know, for midget weeks or sprint car shows, uh, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, I, I truly don't know how he does it with everything that he does at the Speedway. But, uh, you know, we'll be at a race, and, and here comes Doug. And, uh, you know, and he's popping in to, to see what's going on and then heads up and, you know, grab up some cup popcorn and uh, and watches the racing for a night. I mean, he truly is a fan. And to, to have, you know, somebody like Doug, um, you know, in a position to help influence um, not only you know the BC39, but again, all of short track racing um, is is incredible. You know, I mean, Doug was a big push also when we uh, when we did the Indy 500 in 2019. You know, he he uh, you know his encouragement and you know some of the things that he was able to point us in the right direction to get answers on uh, was a pivotal part of us uh, of us being there. And uh, you know, in 2020, we were trying to work on bringing a short track guy there and. Uh, 
And then it, it, Doug was even a bigger influence on that, trying to help us make that happen. And uh, so, you know, Doug is, uh, you know, Doug is a friend to all, all short track racing uh, and, and racing in general. Well, and I know that your idea when, you know, when y'all talked about doing the Indy 500 and why you were doing it, um, that, that the whole idea, just like Steve was talking about, the connection between um, the, the dirt track world and bringing a dirt track girl, guy or, or girl driver to Indy. So it was dirt to bricks. So, and I just thought that was so, that was just such a simple way to describe what your whole program is about and just, you know, uh, continuing to invest in that grassroots racing and, um, and just to bring it to a bigger stage. And um, so just while, while you were talking they're they're trying to make me cry over here, Tim, which you're good at. You're good at doing too. Tim is really good at pulling the heartstrings. He's one of my favorite people in the world, but they're showing video on the screen of um, the, the last BC 39 and um, just that race and how it played out and having three Clausen Marshall cars on the podium and, um, and having Zeb win that race. And then, Tyler, um, you know, Tyler being second and then Wyndham at the time. I mean, that was just, it was the most incredible, incredible night. So what are your feelings yeah. going into this year? How, how in the world are you going to top that? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, and I, I don't know if, if anything will top, um, you know, that night, um, you know, Zeb, uh, Zeb was the kid. Mm, sorry. <laughs> You talk about making somebody cry. Uh-huh. Uh, Zeb, Zeb was the kid that Brian picked. You know, he was the one that uh, yeah. when we left Lawrenceburg Speedway and, and Zeb had come to, you know, just to hang out and learn. And, I, you know, I think at the time he was, you know, 13, maybe just 14 years old. And, uh, you know, and and, um, and I remember, I'll never forget, you know, we had won that night and uh, Brian was, was heading to, I think, probably Eldora for King's Royal Week. And, uh I remember him getting about a hundred yards away, and and he and he kind of turned around. And normally, that meant he forgot something, which usually then was a text or a phone call to, "Hey, can you grab my wallet and bring it out to me?" So I tried to ignore him, and uh, and here he comes back, and uh, and he and he kind of pulled me aside and put his arm around me, and and he pointed at Zeb, and he said, "You know, that's that's the kid that we need, you know, in a, in a driver development program." And uh, you know, so to go and, you know, and Tyler, obviously, you know, he grew up in our shop, you know, from the time he was 14, 15 years old and was part of, you know, Brian's, you know, you know, two midget championships with us as a crew guy. And, um, you know, so here it hit Brian's race at the biggest place in the world. Um, you know, we had just come off that pursuit race that put all eyes on the next night. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and here those two kids, uh, run one, two, it was, uh, you know, definitely a special, special night. It's ironic to me, and and Alice and I also talked about this, uh, that now Tyler's running with the All-Stars, Zeb is running with the All-Stars. Uh, we have a video clip from our move of the week, which is Hunter Schoenberg running with the All-Stars. It's like it's like now you have these kids, even though you moved to something else, you can't get rid of them. And that's 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 got to be just very heartwarming <laughs> to, to to know who you're racing against like that. Oh, it is, you know, and, and Hunter, um, you know, Hunter's a, another kid who we, uh, when he first moved here to Indiana, we got to do a little bit of midget racing with him and, uh, mm. you know, actually ran him in a pavement car one night at Anderson and, uh, didn't, didn't go so well. And, uh, um, you know, so maybe that helped steer his career towards the wing cars, but, uh, um, you know, but yeah, no, that, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm reaching a point in my, 
um, life, career in the sport um, that I get to look back and reflect a little bit. And uh, it's kind of interesting because, you know, there was a time where, you know, if we didn't win, I really didn't care, right? You know, and I think, you know, as a racer, that's 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 a big part of it. And, uh, you know, but now, you know, Hunter picked up his first uh, all-star win, uh, what, Friday night at State Line. And, uh, and I truly had excitement for him. You know, when Zeb beat us at the – the Rudine race. Well, I wish, mm-hmm. you know, it was a different purse structure that night, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, you know, there was still some, uh, you, you know, I, I was happy for him and, and there was a, a little bit of sense of accomplishment, I think from all of us. And I, you know, I, when I got to Tyler in the car, he, you know, the first thing he said was, well, at least it was one of our guys. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, as, as we continue to look across the racing landscape to know that, you know, maybe in, in a lot of these kids and, and, and racers' lives, we've had a little bit of an influence, um, you know, with them coming up through. Um, it's kind of cool now to sit back and be able to take a little bit of pride in that. As you should. Well, and um, Taylor and I were working on uh, the website last year, and one of the coolest things, I think, on the Clausen Marshall website is, um, is the list of drivers who have driven a Clausen Marshall car. And um, and just to look at those names that are on that list yeah. um, is uh, it's I, I I just feel like it's an incredible accomplishment and it just makes me really proud of everything um, that that you've all accomplished and um, makes me proud of like a little piece that I've had in it. So it's a tremendous <laughs> accomplishment. It really, truly is. And so, Tim, we've talked about all of this wide ranging things from from wing sprint cars to Jeff Gordon to the all stars to the BC 39. And I tune on CBS a couple of weeks ago and there you <laughs> are as guest crew chief for SRX. How in the wide world of sports, A, did you carve the time out for that? And what was that experience like? <laughs> well, you know, I I. I again, I was able to carve the time out, um, you know, because of the group of people we have at CMR and, uh, you know, the encouragement from, you know, you know, again, Richard and Jennifer and my wife to, Hey, you know, these, these are the things you're going to regret if you don't go, don't go do. And, uh, and so with their encouragement, I went to do it. I'm not, you know, I'm normally not the guy who wants to, you know, be in front of a camera or, or that. And uh, of course, you know, knowing it's going to be on CBS was, uh, was, was hard. And, uh, but, uh, you know, but, but Ryan and, and, and Ray, especially, you know, when Ray called me about, about IRP or LOR or whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. It's um, always IRP. I, yeah. You know, I kind of, I kind of half chuckled and I'm like, Ray, why not Eldora? You know, like, have you not been paying attention? We win a lot at Eldora. Yeah. And, uh, and then give me Tyler Cordy and Eldora and, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, but Ray said, no, you know, you're, you're from Indy. Um, and, you know, and Ray's thought was, that, you know, you have ran at RP and we did with our, with our USAC midget team back in the day. And, uh, and he said, but more than that, there's a bigger story to be told. And, uh, and, you know, and he didn't really elaborate on that, but I kind of knew what it meant. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, the week of we get to, you know, have driven to save lives on Tony Kanan's car, um, which was a complete, you know, shock to all of us. Um, and so it was right. It was the right place to go do it at. And, uh, and, and, you know, Tony was so gracious on, uh, you know, not only getting to carry that, uh, you know, carry that on his car, but, you know, he made sure to come over and, and, you know, tell me his Brian story, which was really cool. And, uh, and then he made sure that, you know, Taylor and the kids and, you know, that everybody got to spend a little bit of time with him in that car. And so, it was from that aspect. It was the perfect night. Um, 
you know, the, the racer in me wishes I could go back and do it one more time. Cause I, I feel like we learned a lot. Um, or I learned mm-hmm. a lot, not you know, my guys were the most, you know, I think we probably were picked to go one, two, three or one, two for sure. And, uh, you know, I was able to lobby him to a five, six, seven. Um, but, uh, you know, but those guys, Tony and Bobby Santos, who I had a, uh, you know, I've had a relationship with both of them over the years. Um, and then Michael Waltrip, um, again, they were also gracious and, and helping. They could probably tell I was a little bit uncomfortable, but they did such a great job of making sure I felt like at least I knew what I was doing, sounded like I knew what I was doing. Um, and it was a, just a, just a wonderful experience. So you mentioned Taylor. Um, I don't know if you know this, but she and I got into pretty much an argument um, about, I, I said, so I'll see you um, this weekend. And she was like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not coming to the SRX race. I got to go to Putnamville. And I was like, what? I said, your dad is going to be live on CBS crew chiefing this race on Saturday. And you're going to be the second night of Putnamville for USAC sprints. I was like, Taylor. We, we got to do something about this. And so, um, and so then, then it, it led to eventually it all worked out like most things do seem to happen, um, when Clausen Marshall is involved in some way and, uh, and it worked out and she sent me a text message and she goes, okay, I'll be there on Saturday. And then I was like, but wait, there's more to this because you just told me how you had to activate and do your driven to save lives display at Putnamville. And I said, isn't one night at Putnamville enough? Come to SRX on Saturday. And it worked out that, um, that it led to, um, you know, being able to spread the word to the great fans that were there for that SRX race and all the stuff that you mentioned with Tony. So again, it all worked out the way that it's supposed to, but um, I do have one question for you about the beginning of the season. Um, before this year started, I know one thing um, that's been talked about is with Klaus and Marshall, y'all always have lofty goals. Um, you know, mm-hmm. whatever new challenge that you're taking on, um, y'all always set a plan and um, and you have a history now of exceeding that plan and having to move those plans up. But um, But at the beginning of this season, what would you have considered to be successful with, when it comes to Tyler and the um, and moving that team full time over to the All Stars? Um, what would you have been, you know, really happy with at the beginning of the year? Well, I'm I'm usually the what some would call the pessimist of the group or um, the realist. I say I say more the realist <laughs> yeah. of the group and. Uh, you know, but when we all, you know, when we do, you know, we sit down at the beginning of each year and, and you know, we, we, we do set goals. And, uh, you know, that is something that, uh, you know, Richard uh, has, has really brought to us and, uh, um, you know, and, 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 we, and we try to take ownership of that. So, you know, when we did sit down at the beginning of the year, you know, I think by, by the end we were all done kind of laying it out. And, and we really thought, you know, if we could win three times and, and, and you know, be in the top three in points, um, you know, that, that was a realistic goal for our first, um, really our first full year of, of wing racing, you know, running a traveling series, um, you know, the obstacles that come up in that, managing motor programs, uh, parts, you know, the whole, everything that just goes with it. We, you know, we, I felt there would be some stumbles here and there and, uh, and so, uh, you know, that was uh, really that was kind of the goal. If we could land in the top three in points, would uh, would would be a, a very successful year. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, you know, it, it's it's interesting. I, you know, I, 
I kind of joke with Sunshine and uh, you know the the first uh, first race he ran for CMR uh, in in the midget he won it was the uh, uh, Nepper Memorial in the coin and uh, you know and then we you know he he kind of tricked us into putting that sprint car deal together for 2018 and we go to Ocala and I don't think we won the first night we may have but I know we won two of the three. And, uh, you know, when we put this wing deal together, we, we went over and ran our first night and won with it. And, uh, you know, so I, I joked with him. I said, you know, doing an Indy 500 program him would really be pretty easy if he could guarantee me the results he always has for a first-time <laughs> effort. So, uh, um, but, no, you know, Tyler and I have got to do a lot, of, a lot of really cool things. And to watch him really grow into this championship-caliber driver – in really no matter what he gets in now he understands what it takes um you know he knows when to to take risk when not to take risk how to manage there's probably nobody better at managing a bad night for us um he always seems to bring his shovel and dig us all out of the hole and uh so to watch that from this 14 year old kid that showed up at my shop you know just wanting to be a race car driver um is pretty pretty cool well, and I think that that is something that I think is so special that's part of that story um that I think that that, um, you know, we need to keep reminding people is that it's easy to look at Tyler now and to see how how polished and how put together he is. And um, and just what a great um, what a great, you know, uh, athlete that he is for NOS and spokesperson for our company and all of those things. But but the thing is, sunshine wasn't always sunshine, you know, like and the way and the way I say that and, and that I explain to some of those younger guys, especially some of the guys that. Um, we get to work with around Chili Bowl time and things like that, is that I feel like Tyler has always, um, you know, made the most of his opportunities and um, and has grown and taken it in. But it's such a huge testament to the group of people that um, that he is lucky enough to be surrounded with and to have grown with. You know, so many young drivers find some success and maybe move on. Um, but, uh, but I think it's, it's luck. It's lucky on both sides um, or a blessing on both sides that um, how much y'all have grown together, the company and Tyler. So, um, but I know Jennifer likes to remind him that um, you put that picture of his first win next to the picture of the, of one of the most recent wins. And, um, and then you show somebody, I think I showed Chance Crum that at, uh, at Chili Bowl this year where he was just a little bit, he was, excited but a little bit overwhelmed you know and I said just take it all in this week learn everything that you can watch what Tyler does um watch how he handles himself both on his race night and throughout the week um and you know I was like we we have fun um we're we're a family we really stick up for each other but um but learn all that you can and I showed him a picture and um and he goes wait is that his twin brother and I said no 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 no. that's not moonshine that's Tyler so um so it's just it, it's a testament to what y'all um, to what y'all have done for sure. Well, you know, and I think it, you know, it really goes back to that first summer with us. You know, he he, you know, he showed up and you know, said, well, I want to be a race car driver, and, and his dad Tony was there, and uh, and I said, well, that's easy, you know, you, you know, and I looked at Tony, I go write a check, and you could see Tyler <laughs> slumped down in his chair, right? Because yeah, yeah. they're, I mean, they were just, you know, they're just they're just racers, right? They they just want to go racing and. There's only one way for him to do it is work. And so I had told Sunshine, or Tyler at the time, he wasn't Sunshine yet. And uh, I said, you know, Tyler, I go, we're putting together this this little USAC team. And, you know, I really can't afford to pay anybody, but I'll tell you what I'll do. Is if you want to come help us um, and you work your tail off this summer, 
you know, we'll see what we can do about putting you in a car at the end of the year. And, uh, and so he did. I mean, he, I mean, he put everything he had into it. So we built him a car, took him to the Kokomo class to, to really go just run him in a race. Our goal was to run him at Chili Bowl. And at this point, you know, Brian, I mean, he's like a little brother to Brian at this point. So we build him this car, and it's, I mean, really nice piece. And I tell him, let's just go up there into the radar. Well, they have, you know, 300 friends and family with them. <laughs> um, he goes out. They give him the green for hot laps. He rolls it into one. I mean, he doesn't even make the corner and gets upside down. And it was, you know, a dumb flip that just kind of just tipped over. But the way it landed, it destroyed everything. Wow. And uh I'll never forget as he was walking out the gate in turn one, I was walking on the track in turn three and I watched him turn the corner with this parade of people behind him and uh, got back to the trailer and he asked, you know, do you, you, do you mind if I just go home? And I said, no, I don't buddy. Um, and I told Brian that night, I said, you know, I, I don't think we'll ever see Tyler again. <laughs> and uh, I mean, cause I mean, it was one of those, you know, those moments. It's one thing to go do something like that under, you know, the, the cover of darkness and, and, you know, only me, him and Brian know about it. Uh, but the whole world knew about it. And, uh, but the next morning uh, when we pulled into the shop, uh, you know, Tyler was sitting on the stoop just waiting for us. And I, you know, got out. So what are you doing here, buddy? And he said, you know, and at this point I'm Tim to him. Right. Yeah. And he's like, Mr. Claus, if I can tear your stuff up, I can be here to help you tear it down. And mm-hmm. I tell that story to every kid that comes and races with it, because it wasn't the fact at the time, since I was not this, superstar race car driver right he's just a kid trying to make it and uh, and his first opportunity he he blew it but what he did in reaction to that um stays with me daily and it's and sadly every kid needs to live up to that for me now right i mean you gotta you gotta be there in the worst moment of your racing career um if you want you know if you want not only me but you know this group of people to stand behind you it's easy when everything's easy um it's not easy when it gets hard. And uh, if we're all going to you know, do everything we can to, to help you find success, then you've got to be able to dig in. And, and Sunshine did that. And, uh, and, you know, it wasn't two weeks later that Brian's coming to me saying, hey, we need to figure out a way to put a chili bowl car together for him. <laughs> and, uh, and we figured it out. And he goes down there, and he's rookie of the, ra- or rookie of the year down there. And then that kind of helped parlay to what his next step was. The other thing that Sunshine did is, you know, when he left us to go strike out on his own, um, it's, it's the second thing I tell her that there's no reason to burn bridges. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and sunshine stayed a friend to us and Brian helped them and mentored them. And, you know, we'd get tires and we'd help them out. But I, you know, I'd always hope that at some point we'd get back together and go racing again. And, uh, and here we are. And, uh, so, you know, he was smart enough and, uh, I think it's not smart enough. It's the way he was brought up by his mom and dad. Um, you know, he wasn't going to burn that bridge and, and fortunately was there to cross back over and, you know, here we are all these years later. Beautiful story. That mm-hmm. is for sure. A beautiful story. August 18th and 19th. It's the Driven to Save Lives BC 39. Um, Tim, how's everything looking for it? How can people get tickets? What do, what, 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 what do, what do we need to do to make this thing uh, blow up? Well, it's already going to be off the charts. <laughs> what do we need to do so fans What do we need to do so fans can be part of this? Yeah, I mean, you know, go to the IndianapolisMotorspeedway.com. You can get tickets there uh, for both Wednesday night and Thursday night. Um, you know, I know they're working on the, the draft party for Tuesday. One of, the, one of the cool things that I think is starting to happen now um, is we're starting to build, uh, build some assets around the race, right? Like we have the draft on, uh, on Tuesday night. 
um, which is followed by a little bit of a draft party type atmosphere. Um, we are actually, um, today's champions is bringing back the Racers for the Autism event that Brian and, and Lauren had started at Chili Bowl. And uh, so we're actually going to have that Tuesday night after the draft um, on Speedway on Main Street. And so all that information is coming out now. And so we're starting to see this thing turn into, you know, what I hope will be a destination for, for a week for people that, uh, you know, want to come to a, to a great event, uh, you know, on vacation and things like that. So uh, we're starting to see all those puzzle pieces get put together now, too. It'll be fun. That is for sure. Tim, we appreciate the time. Love getting a chance to hear some of the stories and the conversation. Uh, we appreciate you joining us here this week on Wing Nation. Oh, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. And, and Steve and Allison, looking forward to seeing you guys. Steve, you're coming to Eldora, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be up there. I see that. Perfect. I'm looking forward to seeing you there, buddy. If I wasn't in Nashville, I would be there. There we go. See that? Got <laughs> I, got, I got my NOS charger. I got two of them already charged up so that I can, while at the SRX finale in Nashville, I can be watching um, Sprint Cars on my phone. There we go. Be great. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks again, Tim. All right. Thanks, guys. There we go. That's Tim Clawson <laughs> joining us here on Wing Nation. Over the years, Drydeen has stood for uncompromised value and proven performance. Known as the hardest working brand in heavy duty lubrication, Drydeen's heritage is made in America and made to last. Drydeen products work to increase the life and enhance the efficiency of your equipment in the toughest conditions. Learn more about Drydeen's products at Drydeen.com. From grassroots racing to NASCAR, Drydeen is a proud supporter of racing everywhere. For a year-round high-quality eating experience, look no further than sage fruit, apples, pears, and cherries. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. Sage fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Flow Racing is the home of grassroots racing, with over 1,300 races streaming live in 2021. Watch the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl, World 100, Dirt Late Model Dreams, Sweet 16, and much, much more. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. From sprint cars on dirt to SK Modifieds on pavement, arena cross, drag racing, and everything in between, it's here, live, and on demand. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash MRN. That's F-L-O-Racing.com forward slash MRN. Wing Nation, presented by Drydeen by DRF Racing Oil, continues on. One of the places we love to talk about. I spent a little time at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum this past weekend, Saturday morning out there. Uh, birthdays, Sam Hanks uh, would have been on uh, Tuesday. Uh, today, Elmer George, Charlie, uh, Charlie Wiggins, Wally Campbell. Tomorrow, Leland McSpadden. And today is the birthday mm-hmm. of 2006 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame, Ricky Hood. What a character that is. Oh. A great guy. Well, I mean, when you're Hooker Hood's son, we don't you, have you don't have any choice not to be a character, but yep. We went to um, the little, there used to be a little open wheel museum in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Tyler Bernetti used to work here. He's on, uh, he does uh, uh, flow racing stuff now. Yeah. Tyler and I went out there and we walk in and Tyler and I look and say, that's, that's Ricky Hood. 
And we were out there. We ended up doing a sit-down interview with Ricky Hood. Oh, wow. And then we ended up drinking beer for quite amount of time after that and got a lot of great Ricky Hood and Hooker Hood stories. Wow. Great, great guy. That's my, for sure. My family spent a lot of time with him. Um, in fact, my parents are still really close to his mom, yeah. to Carolyn, and um, and his sisters, Misty and Stormy. So um, they mm-hmm. all still live near West Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going there next week. I'm going to West Memphis next week. I'm looking forward to it. But anyhow, he ran a true outlaw schedule. He got his first USAC win in 1981. In 1984, was the USAC champion. The end of that season, I, I, I guess I heard about this, involved in a pit accident at the end of the year oh, where yeah. they thought where he was, he, he uh, I forget, he just got hit by a car in the pits. And everyone was shocked in 1985 when he showed up at the racetrack ready to go ready race, to race again. again. <laughs> and he went to Manzanita and won. Uh, silver crown success and ultimately more than 400 sprint car wins. He incredible. is enshrined. I know it's incredible. Enshrined at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Um, you can go to our Facebook page, our Facebook group page, and I have a Tales from the Road of the Greg Hodnett display. Mm-hmm. Woo, man, as a guy that knew Greg Hodnett somewhat, speaking of a Memphis connection there, yep. um, that display is well done. Absolutely. I mean, it, I, I did the video, and I walked around, and then I had to step outside and think a little bit. So uh, we when I say think, there. When I say think, I mean think with some tears rolling down my eyes. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Fame, their sprint car, their true, uh, tribute to sprint car champion Greg Hodnett was unreal. But we, Aaron and I went through there um, when we were there for the SRX race, and um, and the Sprint Car Hall of Fame always seems to outdo themselves, yeah. you know, when they – so I think that's what's so great about it is that people need to know that you you need to go there – um, uh, you know, every year because they always have something else that they that they bring in. Saturday morning, a lady came up to me and she says, I live two blocks from here. She says, I come over here four or five times a year and I see so many new things every time I walk in. Things Absolutely. that maybe are new or things that I've missed. And she says, this is just a beautiful spot. It really truly is. SprintCarHOF.com. That's SprintCarHOF.com. Upcoming schedule. We'll roll through this rather quickly here. The Kings Royal. It is ongoing times two. Tonight, $175,000. Tomorrow night, the night before the Royal. Saturday night, $175,000. One of the big ones on the West Coast, the King of the West Series, the Howard Cating Classic at Ocean Speedway, Friday night, 360s. Saturday, King of the West NARC 410s. I did this one a couple years ago. They ain't scared to race out there. Mm-mm. They ain't scared to drink a beer out there. And they ain't scared to eat. They have one of their partners makes those uh, um, brick oven pizzas right Ooh. there at the racetrack. He brings the oven out with him. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's so much good <sighs> racing right now Gosh, that uh, it's, a, it's a great time of year. Stone oven pizzas, cold beer, and talking California sprint car racing at Ocean Speedway. I'm telling you, in Watsonville. Good stuff. ASCS National Tours at US 36 Raceway. That's a co-sanctioned race with the Warrior Region. Our friends at Jackson have a big 360 uh, night on Friday night. Uh, and then... Friday, Saturday, and Sunday racing all over the planet. Uh, if you can't find a sprint car race, yeah. you are just not looking. That is for sure. So great, great stuff. Um, great hanging out this week. Appreciate you uh, filling in. I think. Um, Thanks for having me. I think. Uh, are you on next week too? No, next week I can't make it. Can't. But okay. no. I knew we were. I know we're. But uh, hopefully you'll have me back again well, sometime. Well, we will for sure. <laughs> we certainly will. That's for sure. Because I know Aaron's out again next week. So. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. So um, Wing Nation gear and apparel is available at www.wingnation.com. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on our YouTube page. And coming up this weekend, talking about the Howard Cating Classic, Bud Cating joins us on our Wing Nation television program on Rev in Canada 
and on MAV-TV. So, hey, we appreciate Tim Clawson joining us here, but more mm-hmm. important than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Drydeen and DRF Racing Oils. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.